You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Robbie Samuels hosts the On the Schmooze podcast. Robbie, tell listeners what to expect from the show. Since 2015, I've interviewed entrepreneurs who overcame challenges to achieve success in their field or industry. Tune in to On the Schmooze to listen as I ask deep questions to elicit untold stories about leadership and networking. And where can people subscribe? Find the show at ontheschmooze.com or on marketingpodcast.net or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective, and Startup Club's house in Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings attached. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only. Chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wellness Wednesday, we discuss mental health, wellness, and life skills. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions with the author. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the collective cafe where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course, join us every day live. It is addictive and remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. People that are in Discord right now, people that are in Clubhouse right now. Today is the very first day. This is the very first moment as we start to experiment with a, a little bit of uh, a simulcast where we, uh, we run virtual coffee every single weekday, 8 to 9 a.m. We're going to be in this room. We're going to be in the startup club in the startup club house startup club house it's very interesting to me i still think that when we look back uh, at clubhouse uh, their entire strategy was first of all let's do clubs and then let's do houses 
Um, it kind of makes sense, I suppose. Our name is Clubhouse. Let's do clubs. Let's do houses. Let's do Discord as well. Uh, anyway, it is um, it is No Agenda Friday, which typically means I want to hear from you. No Agenda Friday, it actually came from Dan Fail. He was uh, on my show on Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. And he spoke about this idea that once a week they have no agenda, they have no agenda meetings where nobody comes with an agenda. So um, that's great, right? I mean, politically, we always have agendas. Maybe that's why we can't get along or why we don't communicate very well uh, to one another because we always come with our own biases, our own agendas. And so no agenda means you actually try and come into a session um, as as clean or as pure as possible. Um, so, I, I mean, I, obviously there's stuff on my mind. There's always stuff on my mind. Um, today what I'm going to do is, what I want to do is talk about um, the Titan. I want to talk about what everyone else is talking about. Um, this, uh, this uh, impl- what was it called? Uh, uh, this collapse um, that, that uh, killed five um, individuals instantly. Um, everyone's gone um, insane about it. And, you know, one of the things that I've said is that thought le- there's, there are three types of thought leadership, right? It's, you're not a thought leader if you just regurgitate what everyone's saying. So you either have to be able to take uh, a news headline or something that's going on and add to it. So there is a, an extension, right? The second is, um, is this idea that you, you, you add another point of view. So it's, you're not just riffing on it. Like, add, so for example, I'll, um, l- let me explain. If someone says, here are five reasons why you should do X, or five ways to grow your brand, or five ways to, um, you know, to launch a product, you can come and say, well, here's another five, here's a, th- a sixth, here's a seventh. So you can, you can basically add to a body of work. The second thing you can do is you can actually come up with, a, with another point of view completely, right? Which is here's something that maybe you didn't think about. And then the third to me is, is what I'd call like you zig when somebody zags, which is you offer maybe a contrarian point of view. Um, all three are valid, right? So one is... Um, here are three techniques. I'm going to add the fourth. Um, another one might be, um, I'd like to kind of argue this case. And someone might say, well, here's something you didn't think about. And then the third is a contrarian point of view. And uh, so I just want to, as we're doing this simul cost, I want to say hello to Anu and Kimberly, Monica, Krishna, uh, in Clubhouse, Praxim, Jensa, Jonathan, Rini, Dame Rini, uh, in Discord as more and more people come in and discover this. Uh, we're going to be here. Um, we're going to be here every single weekday. Um, and so you, it's a coffee shop. You come in, you leave. Uh, if you're passing by, you pop in. If you see someone you know, you come and say hi. Um, no one has to be here. The only person that has to be here from eight to nine is me because I kind of, uh, but you know, what we're also, um, what we do in discord is if you are a, a barrister, uh, I've put the link uh, up top. If you're a barrister, if you have that role, if you're a member of alpha collective, you can actually start the coffee shop anytime you want. So if you want to hang out with someone else or you want to do your own session, um, you can do that as well. So I, I want people in clubhouse to realize that that this is this is you know this is something for you. This is something to come in and listen to. It's something for you to come and join. It's something for you to to you know you can look, you can listen, you can chat. Um, it's what you make it at the end of the day. And and I see 
Michelle just uh, jumped in as well. Hello, Michelle. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. I'm doing well. How about everyone here? It's nice to see everyone's face so early in the morning. Uh, well, early is relative, isn't it? Um, it is. I mean, it's 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 real early on the West Coast. It's not so early in in London, which is which is not where I'm from. I'm from South Africa, uh, and uh, and it's probably late at night uh, in in Australia. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I used to do a coffee at five a.m. in the morning, and I never thought I was. I never thought I could do it. I never thought that I would be able to adjust my entire body clock, my entire commitment, and then it became almost almost sacrosanct. It became it became like the highlight of my day because it was so quiet and there was no disturbances and I loved the darkness and I would just sit downstairs with my coffee, um, the dog barking every now and then. Um, and, uh, now I realized 5am was ridiculously early. So I'm happy at eight. I hope you're happy at eight too. All right. So I, I, I still have to, I have to get used to clubhouse again. Um, I am I am uh, walking and chewing gum at the same time, and I'm not very good at that. Um, but this is just a little bit of a, a dry run today. We're gonna we're gonna start next week, and look, we're gonna be as I said every single Monday through Friday. We are in Discord at the moment. We are in Clubhouse on Monday. We manifest on Tuesday. Uh, is thought is a thought leadership topic or debate something a little bit more maybe provocative. On Wednesday is Wellness Wednesday, so it isn't just about mental health and wellness and health, which it is, uh, but it's also about like you know personal growth and, and life skills. On Thursday we do live book reads. Um, it's just been amazing. I do the the live book read and the author attends, so the author is actually hearing their voice being read by this South African accent. Um, at the moment we're doing this is coaching by Matt Thieleman. And then on Friday is No Agenda Friday. And so the way No Agenda Friday works is if anybody has a question, um, we, we, you know, or a, or a thought or, you know, generally what we do is we bring up in Discord, we bring up our regulars, um, but we're going to figure out exactly what that role looks like um, with Startup Club as people kind of discover this and become more comfortable. Um, and so I'll tell you what's on my mind um, what's on my mind is, as, as I was saying earlier, uh, the Titan, the um, um, the fact that you know CNN this morning has got a special broadcast. I think Anderson Cooper is on board and talking about you know quote the catastrophic um, events um, that ended up taking the lives of uh, of five human beings. Now, uh, I say five human beings. I'm not saying five billionaires. Um, I am. Uh, I, w- I want to kind of level set a little bit, and I want to kind of compartmentalize this from a few component, from a few points of view. First of all, um, I-, I think people, you know, people can be very cruel, and it's it's unbelievable to me to see the jokes and the memes um, in just such poor taste. I saw, I saw someone tweeted, you know, Titanic to human zero, um, terrible, just in terrible, terrible, bad taste. Um, and it's awful. And, and I think we have to always be mindful of the power that we possess with our, with our grubby little paws, with our fingers, with our, you know, as keyboard warriors, uh, just because we can doesn't mean we should. 
And it's unbelievable to me how cruel people can be and how insensitive people can be. The other point that I would make is, you know, we, we, we love to talk. We really love to talk just because we can. And if we don't have anything good to say, we really, really need to shut the hell up. And so everyone has to have a point of view. I mean, you know, the, the, the less offensive comments that I've seen are the ones that basically, you know, say suddenly everyone is a, you know, a submersive, you know, submersive craft expert. Um, and I can tolerate that. I mean, I can tolerate the fact that, that to me, that's kind of comedy or, or it, it's on the periphery. It's on the edge. It's on the edge in the sense that you're not necessarily commenting on the thing. You're commenting on the commenting of the thing. Um, And it's true. Like everyone has a point of view. Uh, I suppose the fact that I'm talking about it uh, indicates that I have a point of view. Do I have um, some credibility? Do I have uh, a little bit of leeway to talk about it? Um, As a thought leader, perhaps I do. As someone who... Um, has made a living or a career or has been in the business of commenting, being a commentator. Um, and, and, you know, this is one of those professional driver closed courses, do not attempt at home. Um, just because you have a microphone or just because you have a following doesn't mean you should talk for the sake of talking. Uh, Rini, you jumped on stage. Um, how are you? I, I... I'm good. Just How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And I want—I um, just want to check something because what? we're doing a bit of a test. Um, <clears throat> uh, Michelle, can you hear Rini? And Rini, could you hear Michelle? I can hear Michelle. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, I can. Uh, all right. Great. We can all hear each other. Yes. <clears throat> so we are running. We are running this from two different places at the moment. Oh, cool. All right. So uh, Rini, Rini, go for it. Praxim's on stage as well. Great. I think there are a number of things going on here. One, I think uh, what we're seeing, you know, when you talk about the cruelty and stuff like that, is is definitely um, uh, an audience, a public that is um, really, that is tired of the disparity that is bitter about the disparity uh, in terms of wealth and especially how wealth is being used. Um, You know, the, we also saw the fact, you know, the, and I can't, I don't know whether it's true or not because I can't believe it's true. Right. Elon Musk and the other dude, right. Deciding to have a fight. If that's true, it just piles on quite frankly, this sense and you can see it in Pew. You can see it in any number of research um, surveys in terms of how the how people are feeling about sort of the wealthy. So I think that's one thing. I think also we're seeing sort of direct sort of evidence in terms of how the wealthy are treated versus the poor. Right? We five hundred, you know, mostly women and children, you know, uh, on the immigrants. Um, drowned with with coast guards from at least two countries watching it happen. Um, yet all this money was spent on people who basically 
as one person put it, took a really expensive Disney ride. So I'm not discounting your points about it being cruel. I think the context, though, right now at this point in time in our culture is something to think about. Well, well, first of all, <clears throat> you've you've now preempted my entire discussion uh, and ru- oh, shit. Sorry, <clears throat> and, dude. and and ruined it all. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, Rini the Ruiner, Rini yes. Dame Rini the 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 Ruiner. <clears throat> no, you've you've <laughs> gone ahead and 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 basically laid out the entire conversation and and the argument because first of all you've got the the commentators on and and then the second is this disparage. This disparage, disparage, this disparity between lives. Mm-hmm. A human life is a human life, um, and quite frankly, a billionaire's life is no better or worse than than a pauper's life. Um, and and there's definitely a radical, radical double standard here when it comes to the fact that that a boat may have capsized and 150 people may have drowned, and if that gets an hour's um, and, and hours, you know, uh, coverage across all the medias. So, yes, and then you've got this billionaires, this, this, I mean, the, the, so I'm going to give you a reframe here. And my reframe for you, good morning, uh, Colin, as well. The reframe is, hey, good morning. is why has this captured the, <clears throat> the attention, the zeitgeist? So as, as a former plan as well, we do need to be able to answer that. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Why has this captured the news, the headlines? So is it something to think about if you're, if you're in the audience now? Is it because they're billionaires? Is it because of the Titanic? Um, is it because the story is so different um, what is it? But then the final point I did want to make, well, which you preempted and, and, and fairly, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only teasing you is, um, is, I know. <laughs> is the billionaire story. And yes, I was going to comment. It, it does appear that this Zuckerberg, uh, Musk thing is, is not just, you know, uh, a fake or fake, whatever. And it does appear that, I mean, apparently Andrew Tate is going to train Elon Musk, um, but but what is really happening is it's no. rubbing, it, it it it's rubbing people up the wrong way because way too many people have way too much money and way too much time on their hands um, and it's it's you know from the sublime to the ridiculous and it is bordering on ridiculous. I do want to make one comment and then Praxim, if you want to jump in and we got a bunch of people on stage and Clubhouse as well, um, which is <clears throat> which is that. There was a very interesting argument that I did hear on the radio this morning. Is radio even the right word? On the streamio, uh, on the satellite this morning, which is, which is that um, exploration of the ocean is the last frontier that we have yet to conquer. And there's, there, there's, potent, there's tremendous value and, and, and wealth. And, and obviously the, the counterpoint, I'm just going to jump to it, is Fine, but you don't need to take civilians at $250,000 a pop. So there, there could be the key or the answer you know, to energy solutions uh, at, the, at the bottom of the ocean living. I mean, there, there, is, there is something fascinating in, in, in space exploration and in ocean exploration, but did it have to come at the expense of you know, 
people taking a joyride. So I'm going to kind of like like stop there. Um, Praxim, if you want to jump in, I see you're, you're off mute, and then I'll kind of flip between the two as well and see if anyone on stage wants to add uh, in Clubhouse as well. So Praxim, over to you. Good morning. Good morning. Hopefully our audio is all working. So uh, I think this is very interesting. I was going to come to it with the technological bent, but first and foremost, you know, we have to acknowledge people died and the discussion is here in our, our lap, so to speak, because it's in the news cycle. And to answer your question, why is this interesting? Because we all want to go on this Disney ride and not the ride on a sinking ship because we're leaving an immigration and we're trying to find a better life. Right. So nobody looks backwards. Everybody wants to look forward, in this case, down uh, under the ocean, inner space, so to speak. But um, my, the risk side of my the way my brain works is this is not a technology in a place for fail fast. And all of this attention that's being brought to this uh, a submersible and the technology around it and the people that went on this Disney ride, so to speak, is that this this founder was notorious for failing fast. And unfortunately, outer space and inner space, uh, our bodies are not uh, so well um, tuned to not be at, you know, one gravity and one atmosphere. And uh, there was just a lot of ignored signs that whenever you go into a business venture, somebody has to be the straight person that says, there's a lot of risk here. Are we at least ad- admitting it and saying that we've done something to mitigate it? And so, um, again, back to the simple comment. Everybody wants to go on the Disney roller coaster ride, not that uh, escape from a war-torn or poverty or whatever these people are leaving their homes for because that's a non-trivial thing to do no matter how much money you have. I mean, I, I'll tell you, uh, I would love to go on a rocket to outer space and experience zero gravity and whatever. Uh, <clears throat> I would hate to, uh, to go in this uh, sub, what's it called? A submergible or whatever the name is. Um, yeah. Submersible. I don't, I, I would, I would have hated it. And, and the craziest part of this was that there were no windows. So you were actually going out there exploring the Titanic, but looking, at it on a monitor, but you know, you can't knock, you know, as I mean, this is literally the embodiment of don't knock what you can't afford. <laughs> we can't afford it. So we can't knock it. Um, it's unfortunate what happened. Um, but you know, as I said, uh, I want to hear some other voices, just anyone else uh, on, on clubhouse. We've got a bunch of people on stage. Anyone want to add uh, to it and, and maybe get into this discussion of why, I mean, you've just added a, a great point, uh, Praxim. Anyone else want to take a stab at why everyone is fascinated by the story? Because I think it's important for us to always understand, we always talk about whether it's viral or launching, I mean, getting back to Startup Club, getting launching, what's going to make an idea take, you know, take flight? What is going to get somebody's attention? Um, I <clears throat> I had um, a session yesterday, I pre-recorded uh, Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous, um, and, um, I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still thinking about the conversation, um, because I had Peter Leverton. Peter Leverton is, is, um, a guy who has, you know, built his career, 
um, in the agency world, and he spoke about being unforgettable. And he said, Joseph, are you unforgettable? And I said, um, I don't know that I am. I mean, maybe I was when I was more controversial, but I don't know that I'm, that I'm <clears throat> unforgettable. I mean, maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but what is it to be unforgettable? And <clears throat> it's something that I'm going to continue thinking about. Maybe we'll discuss this in an upcoming collective cafe, but what is it to be unforgettable? What is it to, how do you get someone's attention? How do you keep their attention? Um, and then how do you get people to spread, uh, to spread that attention to others? But anyone else want to, want to weigh in with thoughts? Sure. Bez, it looks like you're off mute. Sure. Um, good morning. Good morning, Joseph. Um, you're a bit soft, by the way, I'm just letting you know. Um, can you hear me? Um, barely. Maybe, um, Maybe it's because you're on Discord and I'm on Clubhouse. Um, can you still hear me? I'm on both. Uh, and okay. and I'm, I'm on. Okay. That's well, okay. Um, it's okay. We'll just listen more intently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so uh, just something to share. Um, you, you know, Rini brought up something about, um, you know, the humanitarian crisis on two boats that capsized. So, and it, and it barely gets any traction. And, you know, for whatever reason, the news cycle, what people want to hear, um, uh, as unfortunate as it is, and, you know, what the producers of, of television want to put forward. But um, just on the other side of it, you know, um, I'm a Rotarian since uh, 2009. And, you know, uh, Rotary has a, a huge project <clears throat> that they partner with uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with the eradication of polio. And, um, you know, there's basically two countries that we're having a hard time. Um, you know, it's uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan. Um, and and the, the, the workers, the boots on the ground that put the drops into the kids' mouths, the, the, child, the children, um, they get murdered. And it doesn't even make the news, you know, and it is a, uh, a world, it's a, a disease, um, a worldwide disease that um, we fought to eradicate and uh, where the rest of the world has pretty much uh, been, for the most part, eradicated polio, but two countries that we still fight to to uh, get it eradicated. Yet the you're never going to hear on the news, you know, that polio worker that got murdered. You'll never see that. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. Um from what Rini um, mentioned, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, on the other side, you have uh, this thing that captured, you know, the, the worldwide attention uh, for, for many reasons, and uh, it happens to be uh, on front and center. So is it fair? Hey, um, no, life ain't fair. Uh, I would like to see more things put on uh, attention on uh, on humanity, things that happen mm -hmm. day in, day out that you know, we, we don't realize or people don't pay attention. So that is my two cents as I um, get my Friday morning started. So I'm going to, I'm going to add an, an <clears throat> one other point and, um, and also I see Colin's in discord as well. I love it. Where Colin is now, now you, now you're in stereo like I am. Um, the, I'm going to add, I'm going to add one more point. And, and by the way, because it's No Agenda Friday, if anybody wants to change the subject, change the subject, anything on your mind, office hours, AMI, AMA, open mic, 
We all get a chance to kind of uh, chime in. Still going to find my feet and find my authentic voice with respect to Clubhouse. The way that these have been running, these sessions, um, is that I generally end up talking for almost an hour. Uh, It's not what I want necessarily, uh, but it's also not Clubhouse, pure Clubhouse, in the sense that everyone comes up from the get-go and, uh, and, and again, offers commentary, whether that commentary is valid or not. Um, so we're going fi- to find um, a good mix. We're going to find our own voice within, within both uh, Startup Club and the Collective Cafe, and it's going to work. It's going to work for us. It needs to work for everyone. Um, we, uh, we had an amazing session this week where we came up with a concept of what we called Minimum Viable Member, MVM. It's a new term we created, and it really means in many respects what is, you know, understanding what sufficiency is in a community, in, in a club, in, a, in an NFT project. What, is the, what are the healthy numbers? But it's also this idea of, and I've always believed, that you have to, if you can take care of the most downtrodden or the lowest person or the person that is the newest or the person that is the most uninformed or the person that is in the most need of help, that's how you lift up a community. So you, you start off with the lowest common denominator, not the highest form denominator. So the, the only thing I'm going to add to this particular subject, and look, again, we'll keep going, um, but if anyone wants to change a subject, you can do that in the chat, you can do that on the stage, is I think what also captured our attention was the search and rescue component. It was looking, it was looking for, it was looking for the, 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 the ship or the, submerse, the submersible, I still can't get the word right, but, um, and, and were they alive and could we save them? Um, that's a story. I mean, that's a story that transcends um, anything, whether it's space, air, land, sea, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and of course, the connection back to the Titanic, the irony of it was not something that you could just skip or miss. Um, and so that that was part of the story. The mystery of the, the the mystery of the depths and the mystery of the deep has always captivated and fascinated us. And so it is as much that as it is anything else. I think it's less the billionaire story. That's more of a symptom or a byproduct or an extension of the discussion and a valid one. Uh, But it was really being able to figure out where they were and could we find them. Um, My daughter actually told me that um, they, I think it took 70 years to find the Titanic. They only, they, I think they only found it in 1983 or in the, in the 80s. Um, and I had no idea, by the way, that um, that it was actually um, so close to the U.S., like off the coast of uh, of Newfoundland. Um, so that was kind of interesting to me. Uh, Praxim, did you want to add something? Yeah, that, I was actually going to bring that up, is that it took 73 years and almost five months to find the Titanic. And then here in just a couple days, you're uh, sadly, again, we found the debris and uh, the the one little nugget that stood out for me is that the Navy heard something and uh, everybody's listening. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but the Navy says they heard a, heard this event of oh, the implosion. Right. right. Oh, they actually and, heard uh, it. And so they knew it. They it's- heard it. Uh, something happened. They knew something happened. Right. Uh, This isn't like seeing they heard an event in the ocean, uh, obviously near. They must have triangulation near this uh, Titanic wreck. And 
had a clue, but again, that wasn't shared in the story. So I think this is the unfortunate side of uh, it's come out now, but it wasn't didn't come out early in the story. And again, this is all for the sensationalism of this story, right? To keep the the human element, the hope open, because hope in itself is a story. Yeah, I'm going to read what uh, Christopher John Martins uh, said in the chat. In general, people love to see other people fail. They also want to root for insurmountable odds. This journey hit so many triggers and it was shared to mass audiences. And then he adds a little bit later, tragedy, triumph, disparity, misinformation, wealth, technology, opportunity, and optimism, so many different sides. Um, and, I, and I suppose like if we are, you know, and we want to reduce it to that, we can not reduce it, but we can talk about the fact that, you know, that, that people still... Um, uh, one of the things this week we had um, our alpha talk, uh, alpha beta talk number four with Bruce Turkel, um, and and Bruce is an amazing storyteller. Uh, Bruce is is a is a normie marketer and one of the best in the business. And uh, he came up with what he called plus F minus F. That's his secret. That's his formula. You want to know how to build out the web, you want to know how to build out your startup, you want to know how to build out whatever comes next, It's pl- the formula is plus F minus F, plus feelings minus facts. So more feelings, less facts. And it's as simple as that. You know, it's kind of, you know, people don't care much you know until they know much you care. And, and, and really what captured the hearts and minds of everyone, good, bad, and ugly, was the story. Um, and uh, I'll actually put a couple of links uh, shortly. I'll put a link to uh, Alpha Beta Talk 5, which will be next Wednesday. Um, as new people are coming in and get to know me and get to know Alpha Collective and get to know uh, some of the things that I'm working on, you can see it in my bio, but I have a talk show called Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous. I have a Web3 mastermind professional uh, organization called Alpha Collective. Um, and uh, amidst everything, I'm also a business coach at EOS, but amidst everything, we started the Collective Cafe as um, as one of the pieces of utility of Alpha Collective, but it's free, and it always will be, um, and it really has become the highlight of my day, and I hope it becomes the highlight of yours as well, because it's a way to start the day. You, if, you, if you're around any time between 8 and 9, you can come and hang out with us in Clubhouse and Discord, and uh, and if you want to, you can also go and uh, and subscribe. We've got a podcast version of it as well. Uh, that's bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. So does anybody want to change the subject? Does anyone want to take the mic? Does anyone have a question, a comment, uh, or something in the news that caught their eye that they want to uh, take us in a different direction? Let me ask the question. And also, if you are in Clubhouse, if you could share the room, that'd be awesome. Anyone? Do I? Well, I do. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Let's hear. No, 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 no. Mine's probably of a, a lesser import. I was curious, you know, along the same vein as this stupid fight thing, and you know, these are two relatively intelligent people. Literally, what is going on in their mind? I, I, I and I'm not being facetious. I'm really trying to understand. If this is true, why do they think this is a good idea? I don't even know why people are even paying attention. I just scrolled right past. I'm sorry. The, uh, I'm just saying I don't even know why people are even paying attention to 
two grown men uh, taking sticks at each other. You know, I, I, I didn't even well, spend because, two, two I mean, seconds I'm paying on attention that. to just it. move right on past it. You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> who cares? You know, except these are men with money who could change people's lives, right? Flint could actually, you know, you know, what's his face? Uh, Musk could actually do what he said he would do and fix the water in Flint. Um, There isn't a real... uh, It's not not the right words. It's not like a real fallout. But there is... It creates a precedent that I think goes with the whole celebritization of, I think, of America that um, I think is a bellwether or a whatever, you, whatever that word is for sort of a crumbling civilization, right? The canary in the coal mine, as I, I wrote, wrote about last week. But Rini, yeah. Rini when, when I saw it, I, the veneer is so thin, it made me think of the fictional story of um, Hunger Games, where right. all of this is for show. And I'm like, I'm out. Like it, I, I, I didn't even th- that second was fleeting. I had the thought, and I mean, it's it's like so farcical. I'm out because again, like you said, these people if they wanted to fix it, even if this wasn't their problem, Flint, like you, you can't point back to certain amount of these very ultra wealthy and say what are you working on. So I, I will use the very controversial example. I'm not a fan of Bill Gates, but at least I can point to things he may be working on. To truly make the world a better place, I think, and right. that's in itself a controversial statement. But his money is being put forward to that. I think, I think both of you are missing the point uh, because I think Bill Gates would kick the ass of uh, Elon Musk, and uh, my money's on Gates. I'm just letting you know. Um, I think you're you're betting on the wrong. No, um, actually, <laughs> my money's on Zuck because he's been doing jujitsu. Um, so I'm actually going to bet on pathetic Zuck against pathetic Musk. Yeah, listen, they're they're both villains. They're both villains right now, and and I think we also have to like kind of um, what I always want to do in these sessions is listen. No agenda Friday. It's no agenda, and there are no rules. You know, just like the caged death match between these two <laughs> these two guys. Um, but I think we also have to recognize that this is not the first time that celebrities, A-list, B-list, C-list, D-list, are doing things like, whether it was fear factor or whether it was help, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, or naked and afraid. Um, so um, looking for attention is is part of our DNA here. <laughs> looking for attention. Well, I, I've joked, I mean, I've joked, and, and there is truth to every bit of humor that the only way that I'm going to grow my show, the way I want to grow it, is to basically go on The Bachelor. And the problem is I'm married. So if it's not The Bachelor, it's going to have to be Survivor. And, you know, talk about imposter syndrome uh, or talk about fear. I'm going to go there with my flabby stomach and uh, on Survivor. And, like, my best chance is to be one of the the nerdy-type characters uh, that they kind of ignore, except they don't ignore them anymore because now they know those people are the actual secret weapons. Um, and and there's no way I'm going to get my social game. You can see I've thought about this a lot. I'm like, shit. Yeah, the only concerning. way, the only, well, because the. Maybe um, a little too much. 
<laughs> maybe not. Maybe like it's ridiculous that the only way you really are going to go from 30,000 Instagram followers to 300,000 is to basically go and throw your name uh, on Survivor and play a role and play a character and be part of uh, part of a story. But so my point is that this uh, sensationalism is part of our culture and our zeitgeist. And, and partly we cannot blame. You know, Mario Norfolk on Twitter Spaces was like, oh, look at me, look at me. I inadvertently caused this uh, by accident. You know, chest beat, chest beat, chest beat. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's like people, as I said, have too much time on their hands and too much money. And there's way, way too much to do. There's too much good we can still do in this world. I mean, that's the truth. We all get this. We all believe it. Um, but I can promise you, if this, first of all, there will there will have to be a charity element. And maybe that charity element is significant. Um, now my question comes down to, um, who here would pay 85 bucks or 100 bucks on pay-per-view to watch this caged match in, uh, in Vegas? And don't nope. lie. And don't lie. <laughs> no, no, there's no way I would. I, I would feel gross and disgusting. What what if I pay and you come and watch at my house? Nope. Nope. No. I, I don't even like this is an hour I couldn't get back. No, thank you. I I hope you're not referring to the collective cafe, by the way. No, the the, the this faux fight. Faux fight. Fifi yeah. faux fight. Oh, we've got the name we've got the name of our episode today. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. You're welcome. It, it, it I'm going to pop the bear a little bit, Joseph, because everything you just said seems reasonable, but but I feel like there we, the general we, have a responsibility to sort of push back against this, the ridiculousness of the of all of this, and um, and and maybe I'm I'm on my you know high horse. Uh, and you know, I'm riding off into the sunset. But I, I really do believe that you know the whole celebritization, the whole disparity within money. I think you know, the more we sort of say, "Well, it is what it is," and and that's just what's going on. I we do ourselves a disservice. And um, yeah, I don't know. How do we solve? You know, one of the thing is uh, right. You know, people are very good at debating. What's the solve here? Um, I mean, I, I think the, the solve is to keep it, and it's not a solve. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a solve. It's a. It's a. It's a work towards a solution. Is to raise the voices that say, "Hey, you know, this is." This is ridiculous. This is not a good use of your time and money. This this is we're better than this, right? <laughs> and and maybe I'm naive. That's in, entirely possible. I mean, I'll just I'll just make a quick comment, and then anyone else can just jump in. Remember, I'm going between Clubhouse and 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 Discord and posting links and everything. So you know, I, I'm totally fine if someone just wants to. Um, interrupt me on a Friday, especially. Um, but um, so I just I was posting the the, the Zuckerberg links. Um, I think we all have a conscious, we all have a choice. Um, to your point, and 
Like I choose to spend Monday through Friday in the Collective Cafe. I choose, I've learned more, I've benefited more, I've gained more. The content that has come out of these sessions has been, and I've said this many times, the best content I've ever really created in my life, at least consistently. But I choose to spend my hour here versus watching CNN or Fox or or any television channel. This is where I choose to spend my time. And I think if we all make conscious decisions as to where we spend our time, I, I do want to say this, and I'm glad um, the, right, the right time came up. Um, people talk about, I mentioned this yesterday in the Collective Cafe, uh, Praxim, Tim Lynch, who are in um, Discord at the moment, um, refuse to go to Twitter. They refuse to go to Twitter spaces. I said we were going to go at one point. We were going to try Twitter for maybe a month, Clubhouse for a month, uh, LinkedIn Audio for a month. Um, at the time, I didn't think we'd find a second home, which we, which you know, we now have in the club in in Startup Club. We're going to be here every day. Um, I couldn't be happier, especially having had an opportunity to sit down with the visionaries and the founders behind, i.e., Michelle. Uh, up there um, and 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 her team and everyone around and um, but they refused they said we're not coming to Twitter and I'm like but you know we we're you know we yeah. we haven't grown this as quickly as we want to we want to get spread the word it's great content you know can you just stomach it for a few for a week or two weeks and they said no we're not coming so what did I do I opened right. up discord uh, at the same time you can make a difference as an individual. That's the point. You can make a difference. When I welcome new members to Alpha Collective this week, and I mentioned this, uh, one of them, I went and I pulled all their Twitter handles, and then I looked when I posted the tweet, it wasn't linkable. And I was like, what's going on here? This is their Twitter handle. And then I went and clicked on it and says, this user does not exist. This person has clearly closed down or or uh, or disconnected their Twitter account. So, you know, how do you change the world Question, answer, one person at a time, one vote at a time, one disconnect or unsubscribe at a time, or one subscribe at a time. That's the goal here. The goal is for us to understand the power of the individual, the power of the voice, and never to get drowned out by an autocrat, a dictator, a power-hungry person, a narcissist, a, you know, someone, a bully, um, because they exist, and we have to figure out a way to find a voice, our voice, even in a small room, and build from there. All right. Rant over. Okay, so here's here's my uh, a little tie-on to that. You know how I said Musk doesn't have a foundation? I, I think uh, Zuckerberg has. I don't know what it's called. But literally, the Musk Foundation is two web pages. And the webpage has six lines. Yeah. It's a, like, it's, it's, it's a farce. Nobody goes there. It's, it's money might be flowing, but it pretty much says that thing. I have a business around. I also do that for my foundation. Like this is ridiculous. The billions of dollars that these people are worth yet. They can't flow to charitable things. Right. Uh, you know, being brought up, even not in that world of hyper wealth, we still give to charitable things because it's the right thing to do. You learn- and so I, 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 I question this, right? Is this, is literally, is this a joke that there's six sentences on his foundation's webpage? I want to, so. I, w- I want to apologize on behalf of all South Africans. Um, 
for Oscar Pistorius for uh, Elon Musk, but I just want to remind you all uh, that we still have Dave Matthews and Nelson Mandela. So, um, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, but, but I mean, listen, you know, one, one of the things that, that I've written about in the new book in Forever Changed is that the business model of life is broken. And in a perfect world, a world well-lived and a world well-loved, we would die with $1 to our name. That's, that's Die the, broke. Not broke. No, not but, broke. Okay, not broke, not broken in no, uh, no. mental wealth. It's, this is material wealth. Not broke. It, not broke. You spent, you, you, um, listen, the day before you died, you could have had $100,000 if you knew the day and the moment that you were going to die. That $100,000 could uh, maybe be. Maybe you're taking my euphemism like this. It's just a saying, Joseph. No, I'm. Pu- Literally, I'm, you've given it all away to the day you're gone. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing back strongly. I'm saying, I'm saying a, a, a life well loved and a life well lived is a day that, you know, when you die, you have $1. And, and, and this comes back. I see Dr. Francine just came in as well. I'm back. I'm back on Clubhouse, Francine. Francine knows all about this with karma. You know, you you spent, you invested, not just in on others, but on yourself. You helped make the world a better place. You left the world in a better place than when you came into it. And um, and the reason it's a dollar, Praxim, is the same reason, as I mentioned, and you've probably heard me say this, um, and I'll say it many times because it's a good story. Um, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving, and a supermarket owner walks into their supermarket. He goes to the turkey uh, shelves or the turkey fridge. Uh, how many frozen turkeys does he hope to find there or she hope to find there? Um, and I'll just, you know, cut to the chase. Uh, a lot of people say zero, and the answer is never zero because you have no idea whether one or a hundred people came in to get their turkeys and were disappointed. And the answer isn't a hundred either or a billion or what Elon Musk is going to leave or Zuckerberg is going to leave because that's wastage. Um, and I can get into why that doesn't make sense for turkeys or for these guys who are turkeys. Um, the answer is one turkey because that is as close to perfect planning, forecasting, ordering um, uh, you know, that you will ever get. So the $1, listen, it's a good, it, you know, I love this pushback because it's not pushback, but I love it because it's a good build. It's a good build, which is you're basically saying, well, wait a second, you know, um, $1 means that, that you had no money left. I'm like, not really. I mean, you could have had 50,000, you could be spending $50,000 a day in your final hundred days, right? And that $50,000 could have been on whether it's your medical care, whether it's your rent, whether it's your whatever. But but conceptually, directionally, this is how we should be living our lives. Even aspirationally, um, wh- whether or not we get there or not, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to stick to that. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. One dollar to your name, Praxim. Uh, okay, so I, I understand the, uh, the depth. If you look in the back chat, there's actually a book called Die Broke. I was I was echoing the book Die Broke. It, it the the philosophy is almost identical. B- being broke does not mean you don't have uh, principles and understand that your inventory is one. But the the net net is it's it's the outcome of right being mindful that you're not leaving 
all of this money, like you accumulated it and then you, you didn't, you, you didn't use it. Uh, you didn't uh, share it. You didn't invest it. You weren't uh, giving with it. Hey, the, you, the net net is broke is just a, is just a word here. You, you know what you need to do now. You, you know what you've just done. Uh, what, Unfortunately, yes. Yes, exactly. So now you have, <laughs> you have to reach out to Stephen M. Pollen, assuming they're alive, and invite them on the show. And by the way, Tim Lynch, uh, uh, Damon Kintola is on the show next week. So um, you got to reach out to me, and uh, and and for those of you for those of you that are in the audience today uh, in Clubhouse, we have a we have a, a a nice little game we play, so to speak, uh, which is if you recommend a book, uh, and I say, hey, go ahead and get them on the show. You know, don't just recommend a book. Reach out to the author and say, hey, you need to come on Joseph Jaffe's show. Not only will I actually bring them on the show, but you have an opportunity to come on the show and interview them for five minutes as well. Um, that's what Bez did with respect to, uh, to um, uh, uh, what was uh, Sidney Finkelstein and, and the brilliant book Superbosses. Um, so um, we've got Damon Kintola coming in. Um, w- w- I forget, what's, he, what's his shtick? <laughs> Tim, I forgot. Um, uh, but he's on the show. I just reached out to him. So, who is Damon Kentola? <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. He's 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 on mute at the moment. Um, yeah. Can Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's professor at UPenn. He runs the the network, uh, a, a network consultancy out of the University of Pennsylvania, and um, a lot of his research is on contagions. Um, no, I don't really, sorry, my watch for some reason decided to listen. Um, and so his, his book change um, is taking the research that he does on what are simple contagions versus complex contagions. And the idea being <clears throat> something like the measles, COVID, COVID's a great example, right? Um, COVID can spread from weak ties. All you need is a, a mere exposure to COVID, and therefore it spreads. It doesn't really need it doesn't need you to get emotionally uh, or financially involved in it. It just all you have to do is be near somebody who has it. So if you think about like what the spread of influencer marketing looks like, right, where you have these influencers and they spread. They can spread simple ideas quickly. The, the, the network is optimized for that. When you look at, when you look at meaningful change, behavior change, people where, where, change, where you're looking to influence change that requires more mental commitment from the people involved, well, that influencer model doesn't actually work. That's not the optimal path. So, in those, you need actually the strong ties or the wide bridges, as he calls it, on the periphery of the network. And that's where those types of changes uh, happen. That, that's things like adopting 401ks, or switching platforms. No, I remember right? the model now, the <laughs> strong ties and the weak ties. And oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Are you, are you willing to come on the show and interview him for five minutes with me? When, what day? It's uh, it's uh, uh, I think it's Thursday, one PM. I'll reach out to you just to just to let people know. I mean, as I said, this is this is the first day that we're doing this in Clubhouse. 
uh, and Discord. And I just want to thank again uh, the founders of uh, the amazing Startup Club. There was only really, I guess there are only two real clubs that are worth anything, uh, three clubs maybe, the OG Club, um, the Startup Club, and the Karma Club. How can I not mention Francine? Love her to pieces. Um, but uh, I'm glad I'm back and, um, you know, and, and, um, and I'm glad I'm in Clubhouse. Uh, it didn't feel good and it didn't feel right in Twitter spaces. It just doesn't feel like the right place for it felt conversation. felt a little dirty, didn't it? It did. I mean, it did. And it's, it, it's a little toxic and it's mm-hmm. a little too uh, bro NFT Twitter and it's too sensationalist. And, um, you know, and, and, but I'm glad I did it uh, because I got to kind of experience it and realize it wasn't for me. And I'm not afraid to. And I'm not afraid to to try those things out. So for those of you that are new here, um, uh, Adip, uh, Adip, Adip, I know you came up on stage. I'm going to let you have the final word. Um, we try and, 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 and we're here Monday through Friday, 8 to 9. Um, Monday is Manifestation Monday, Tuesday, Thought Leadership Tuesday, Wellness Wednesday, Live Book Reads on Thursday, No Agenda Friday. Um, there's a podcast version of it. And as you, you know, if you want to find out more about me, you can click on my bio. Um, and uh, and we just, you know, this is a safe space and everyone is welcome. There's no bait and switch. You know, you'll find out what I'm doing, how I try and uh, make, uh, make a living. Um, it's funny because even in the book, uh, in Forever Changed, um, I talk about my show, Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous, and I say, if you ask me what I did uh, what I did for a living, um, I would tell you I'm a talk show host. But the reality is I haven't figured out how to make money from it, so it's actually not what I do for a living, it's what I do for a life. Uh, so what I do for a life is I'm a talk show host amongst other things. Um, but uh, uh, did you want to say anything, Adip? Um of course, I am here, I am, but I am not sure whether I am in right place because uh, we have startup. It is uh, hardware technology. If you are software people, I have kind of a little bit disappointment in uh, VCs, venture capitals, that they are all kind of into virtual world. They are kind of not... Uh, paying much attention to real world. And uh, we have a company, uh, it is startup, three years. We proved the concept. We got major client traction. So far, uh, we raised only one and a half million. We have a lot of difficulty to convince them in uh, seed stage. And just uh, yesterday, we got in a competition among startups in Iowa, our startup was uh, got first place. It is incredible uh, technology, but uh, it seems kind of trend is to just invest in uh, currency or websites and stuff, which is good. I'm not against that, but seem overly uh, kind of they find uh, that investment is much uh, lucrative. But I think without hardware without building, uh, I think the virtual world will not work. Therefore, I have that kind of, this. Uh, we, we didn't focus much in VCs because we are all focused on technology and it took us a while until find out how to go around uh, to pitch uh, right people, but still uh, we have that disappointment. Thank you. 
Look, I, I, I have a, a quick and a snarky answer, um, and then I've got a, maybe a longer one. But the, the snarky answer would be all you have to do these days is put the word AI into your, into your title, into your elevator pitch, or even generative AI. I mean, I, I can tell you, um, I've been, um, I came up with the idea of Alpha Collective in uh, probably December of 2021. Whenever Proof Collective launched in, in the Web3 space is when I came up with it. Um, I, I remember I wanted to launch 22222. I remember that clearly. Um, so here we are, um, we are 16 months later, and you know I'm still plugging away at it. Um, and nobody, nobody cares as much about Web3, uh, at least in the market that I'm targeting, because everyone is running after the bright and shiny object, which is AI and generative AI, ChatGPT and MidJourney and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it's, it's tough because, you know, you, there are leaders and there are followers. And, um, and VCs are going to go wherever they think the money is. That's just the reality. Um, I'm not an expert. If I was an expert at raising money, I would have raised money myself. Um, but, you know, there's an old saying that says, you know, uh, there is a lid to every pot, right? And you will find someone who, uh, you will find that soulmate. You will find whether it's a co-founder, whether it's, whether it's an investor, etc. You've just got to, I mean, I, I'm just giving you some, uh, and it's almost nine, so I'll just, um, but we'll be back obviously on Monday. I'll give you just a couple of points uh, one is what I've learned in my career. Again, m- most of the time I've learned the hard way. When people don't want to buy, they're not going to buy. And if you just realize that, then then actually your life is like 95% better because you just stop selling. You know, if you know that someone's not interested in buying, um, just, you know, just get to know them, you know, just kind of like buy them a beer, you know, just uh, just shift your energy. Um, ask them to give you feedback. Ask them to give you advice. There's an old saying that says when you ask for advice, you get money, and when you ask for money, you get advice. So there are many ways that you can actually kind of not flip it, um, but but realize that, um, that if they don't want to buy, they're not going to buy. Um, but more importantly is realize that, that – uh, that I mean, when I was very inexperienced, you'd go to an angel or a, or a VC, and they'd say, "You're too big. You're too small. We invest in pharma. We invest in, you know, in in this category." And they have their lane, and they stick to their lane, and it's a good thing. They stick to their lane because it's their lane. So you could bring them uh, the greatest idea in the entire world, but if they don't invest in your space or your category, if they're software and you're hardware, if if they're hardware and you're software. Um, they're not going to invest in you. But the best thing you can do is say to them, do you know anyone that I could be talking to or should be talking to? So for example, what I've been learning now, like as a business coach with EOS, is one of the best things you can do is if you talk to someone and they're, and, and they're potentially a, a warm lead um, and they're just not interested, you immediately shift the conversation. You say, that's totally fine is there anyone you think that I might be able to talk to or someone that you think might be interested or someone that might uh, be, you know, be able to benefit from my services? And so the power of the conversation is powerful. The power of the conversation um, allows you to live to fight another day and gives you the ability to continue to build that relationship and build that network. So I hope that helps you. Um, 
And um, we're going to kind of uh, uh, sign off now because it's a couple minutes after nine and uh, Startup Club, I'm sure, has a full agenda. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and actually set up all the um, uh, the recurring um, um, rooms. Uh, I'll probably do it today or over the weekend, but we will be back Monday morning. And, uh, and please come back at your convenience, at your leisure, um, and uh, spread the word. We would love for you to tell people about this. Um, I put a link up to our Discord. It's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. Uh, but at the same time, I also put a link up there if you want to sign up. We have 13 of these alpha beta talks. They're free. Um, they're all uh, connected to Web3. Um, and uh, actually through the server, you can you can watch the other four. Um, but as we'll continue to get to know one another, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to this journey together, I'm not going anywhere, and I hope you aren't either. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and I will see you all hopefully on Monday. Bye, everyone. And thank you, everyone. Nice job. Nice job. Thanks. Thanks, Colin. And good to be connected with you. Um, good to, it's really good. You know, when, when you're home, uh, you, you feel home. <laughs> I feel like I'm home. Um, it's a good feeling. Bye, everyone. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.